What's up, y'all? It is Felix, age 30. Uh, I don't have much for the intro uh, this week except just saying congratulations to the U.S. Women's National Team. Or what is what is the acronym again, Jim? USWNT. US Where's the S in that? I think because they're like the most popular women's team, you don't even need it. Okay. You know? It's I, almost like they just have one name, like Prince or Madonna. You don't have to specify the sport, because gotcha. everyone knows who you're talking about, because they're the best. I mean, they earned it. They earned to drop the S, because that is, that is their fourth win, which is ridiculous in terms of World Cup wins. Stars, I guess, right? Yeah. It's a record, isn't it's, it? It's amazing. It might be a record. Yeah, but... I, I don't know. Either way, like, it's awesome. Uh, did you get... Did you catch the game by any chance? Did you get to watch it at all? It was difficult to watch it here, but I was doing game cast on ESPN. So, so you were just like doing keeping that. updated. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I was able to catch up uh, catch a good amount of it, but awesome game, awesome effort, and I'm just so glad they shut up all the haters. All those you misogynistic know, pieces of crap. The best part of that was I think it was after the quarterfinals when Rapino, who was one of my personal idols, by the way, she is so fucking cool. When she said, like, we're definitely not going, or I'm not going to the White House. I forget if she spoke for the team or just for herself. But either way, she made it clear about how she feels. And the idiot in the White House was like, oh, they should win first. And it's like, well, (laughs) guess what, dipshit? They just did. So, uh... Joke's on you now. And the whole shit uh, with Alex Morgan's celebration, teacup celebration. Did you see in that English newspaper they were talking about that they were like, are the Americans celebrating too much? Yeah. <laughs> like, wh- why is she getting flack for it? when? Just because we dumped your tea in the harbor doesn't mean you have to be bitter about it still. I think they're just, I think they were bitter about their impending... Uh, loss in the third place place match, match against us, Sweden. <laughs> but, All right, but here's an honest question, though. Yeah, is it better to get a bronze medal or no medal? That's that's a good question. I mean, it, it depends on who you ask. Whenever I see those third place games, <laughs> yeah. I just feel so bad <laughs> because you're definitely not trying your your all right. You're not trying your hundred percent. There's because it's in the back of your mind. You're like, this is not for the gold and maybe we don't get it because we're not pro athletes but i i don't know how hard i would try Mm -hmm. i really don't you know i wouldn't just quit completely but it's uh okay maybe i'll let her get past me or something maybe i'll yeah yeah i wouldn't try so hard yeah Uh, i was like uh you know my ankle feels kind of funny i'm not gonna try as hard i just don't feel like it today yeah but, yes, I'm going to echo that. Congratulations to the team. They're fucking awesome, and especially Megan Rapinoe. But I am here, and I am Jim, and my age is 30 years old. Um, the one thing that I have learned since moving here is that the humidity is absolutely no joke. It isn't, yeah. Oh, my God. Everyone was like, oh, you'll be there for the rainy season. It's going to be like a whole month and a half. And I'm thinking, uh, okay, I, I I know it rains. Like, don't don't lecture me. But it's no joke when you wake up and you don't have the dehumidifier on. 
and uh, your sheets feel like slightly damp and you you think someone came in and just like lightly spritzed you with like a hose. You know, like on Catholic masses when they just walk through the aisles and spritz you with the holy water. <laughs> <laughs> this, this Catholic priest just walked through your, like from your balcony or something, just came in and just spritzed you. I know that all too well, unfortunately. One but... time, hold on, real quick. One time, one time, I was in grade school, and we had one of those mandatory masses. Um, and I hated sitting up front, but because my last name begins with an A, I always had to. And you know that first dunk that the priest does is like yep. the wettest one. Well, He's he getting all me, up in that holy he water. Got me like straight in the. Face. Like I feel like nobody else got anything because I got everything <laughs> off that that weird metal ball, and my face was drenched. It looked like I just took a shower, and I was so grossed out. <laughs> What's up with that metal ball? I don't know. Is it like a mace or something? <laughs> it's a Jesus mace. What is it? It's like a Jesus mace. It's like the plus two against like. Devils and demons in D and D, right? Like the whole holy. (laughs) (laughs) So there's that. There's that, and there's also the thing. It's a other. It's like the ball and chain thing with like the the incense, incense, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that? That stuff is too strong, and it's. uh, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it either. There's a lot of life's mysteries I don't get, especially. Concerning some of the things that happened in these three episodes, we're about to get into a lot of weird mysteries and crazy shit. So, uh, what do you say we get started with that? Yeah, but before that, why don't you uh, read us off a nice little review? Yes, okay. So, we got some good ones. Let's pick one from the first page here. Alright, so this is from Rita Oracles. Great name, Rita. The subject is one of the best Terrace House podcasts. Thank you, Rita. And Rita says, Felix and Jim are funny and insightful, and I love listening to their commentary. Never did I think I'd get a water ice discussion with my Terrace House commentary, but I'm here for it. (laughs) So that's awesome. So not only is Rita a fan, but they're also from Philly or the Philly area, because they know what water ice is. Water. Um... So if you don't know what water ice is, uh, you need to listen more closely because we talked about it already. <laughs> <laughs> That's mean. Maybe they didn't want to. Well, that was during um, uh, Boys and Girls in the City, though. So Okay, so I'll keep this under 20 seconds. Water ice is kind of like a smoother version of like a snow cone. Comes in different flavors, mostly fruit. Sometimes you get like chocolate, vanilla, root beer, different types of things. Rita's water. Oh, and... This person's name is Rita. That's... Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. All Maybe right. it's Rita. Okay, okay. <laughs> Rita's I like that. Rita in the flesh. Yeah. I guess not in the flesh because we haven't met them yet. But you know what I'm saying. Anyway, Rita, thank you so much thank for you. the review. That was wonderful. And real quick before we get into the episode, um, if you want your review read on in the intro or if you want a question answered in the intro, please, you can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, email, uh which will pigeon, reiterate carrier pigeon yeah or jim carrier pigeon which will reiterate at the end of the episode that you all skip <laughs> and we will be more than glad to answer it in our intro so oh and Absolutely. also mango is the best water ice so let's go oh you shut that one down fast okay i won't i won't retort 
I won't retaliate. Let's go. the outsiders look inside japan's hottest reality show so come on in take off those shoes and let's get started have you ever not gotten that in one take it's a good question uh i think one time i just couldn't even start it was like a like a false start because i think i just blanked on like the first part but once i get started with it it's pretty good but I'm always still scared that I'm going to mess it up because I left my paper that I had it written down on back in the U.S. And I couldn't be bothered to write it down again. You got that's it. That's how I roll. I mean, you could also listen to our old episodes, which I know you don't do. but I could do that, but... Okay, so this episode... <laughs> Alright, so we got 44, 45, and 46. So things are heating up, things are taking some weird left turns, and frankly, I'm confused. Me too. I I really am. I was about to say that this episode is pretty packed, but it's not really packed. It's just just has one huge lump at the end, and uh, we have a lot to talk about. And I hope us talking with each other, like... It usually happens. We get to sort out each other's feelings. I mean, you know, I can formulate a really solid opinion because, to be honest, I don't have one yet. I don't think I do either. And a part of it is like, I don't care a little bit about some of this <laughs> drama. I mean, just just being completely honest with you, it's 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 so. Ugh. But let's talk about it, huh? Yeah, let's get into it. But let's let's get all the light stuff out of the way. So, episode 44 begins with Masao and Ayo talking, and Masao is, if there was any doubt, he is completely into Risako. Not that anyone actually doubted that, but, you know, he tells Ayo, he's like, hey, I'm thinking about making soup, and I'm gonna go get this bread that she likes, and I'm fantasizing in ten years, we're gonna come back to the house and think, oh, this is where it all started, and he he is sprung 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree, but I, I I love Kacho so much and I really I cheering I'm cheering him on wholeheartedly. But he just comes off as a little bit creepy. I don't know if this is if there's a difference in Japanese culture where this is seen to be just as persistent and fighting your fight and you know to get the woman. But in to me it, it, he does have times when he gets a little he goes a little bit too deep and gets a little bit creepy and that was one of them the way that i look at it is that he has two separate things going on when he talks about risako the first thing is that he does get creepy you're right like sometimes when he's leaving a room he'll look back and i'll be like damn girl <laughs> you fine <laughs> you know like he kind of has that that sort of thing you know but what he actually says because he didn't say that was like, oh, she's so cute. Oh, you know, he'll look back and he'll make these little comments here and there. The other part, though, is that he's being pretty aggressive about it with her and with other people. But I also can't help but think about how much time they have left. 
And I wonder if he thinks, look, like, I got to try to get the ball rolling now because he feels like once they move out, you know, he's going to be busy with his bands again. She's going to continue to do her modeling thing. Maybe he feels like he's not really going to have a chance to try to get things to develop. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. So he makes her the soup that he talks about and, I mean, just really just piles it on pretty thick with little comments that he makes. I, I was going to write some of them down, but they were coming too fast, too furious, right at PG-13, probably, right? R.I.P. Paul Walker. R.I.P. Paul Walker, gone too soon. Also dated like a 16-year-old, but uh, yeah, I was, I was anyway. still going to leave that out. But you... <laughs> anyway. Jesus, man. <laughs> you know, they say don't speak ill of the dead, right, Felix? Yeah. Oops, didn't mean to. Um, so wait, they do quick, quick question: Whose yes. soup would you rather have, tachos or Udai's? Udai's. <laughs> the water soup. I like my soup to have subtle flavors, and by subtle, I mean just have it be boiled water with a pinch of oregano. That's what I'm into. I don't think there was oregano in there. No, there wasn't. That's too advanced for him. He's like <laughs> oregano, huh? <laughs> I've never heard of this before, and I'm a chef in training. So he makes your soup, which it looked good. That's she not a worse thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it looked pretty sweet. Um, so they have the soup, then they go to the waterfall and they do the cafe. And again, with the comments, he says that he wanted to say, Well, I'm drunk on you. But the way he said it, it was kind of like he wasn't actually saying it. He said he wanted to say it, but there's no difference there. There if you is say, oh, I, I was going to say difference. That was one of those things that I just thought was, come on. And I don't know if he was trying to do a, a cutesy thing when he said that, when he was saying that, I was going to say this. So I, I don't know. It, it's it's just putting on a little bit too strong. I think so. So after this, they get back from the date. And of course, there's a debriefing session. So Masal talks with Io and Maya. And he just says, hey, I thought it went pretty good. And he still talks about how he's super into her, of course. And then Risako and Yui talk. So they're they're talking about the date and how Risako feels about him and says, hey, he's really cool. Like, I've had the most fun that I've had with anyone in the house so far. But then Yui asks the million-dollar question, do you find him attractive? And she kind of hesitates a little bit, and she goes, well, on the inside. And the minute she said that, I was like, ugh. I really, I didn't have a, a good feeling about the future. Up until this point, it seemed pretty good. I got pretty good vibes. Mm -hmm. Besides the creepy vibes. But I, I got pretty good vibes from Risako. Saying that uh, she just seemed like she was having fun and stuff like that. But bringing it back real quick to when he was debriefing with Maya and Yui, right? Io. Io, yes, yeah. I don't like Maya. <laughs> more and more, like especially with these three episodes, she moves way too fast. And she it just doesn't seem like she thinks about what she's saying and how it affects other people. And it, it it's really annoying at this point and it it gets even more frustrating towards the end. But like one of the things she's like, Oh, do old men really fall this fast? How do you say that to a person? Maybe because I took a little bit of offense because I'm old. Because you're also old. Yeah, and but I still think that it's it's pretty insincere, and not something you should be saying to to somebody regardless of age. Right, and I think you got it exactly right. 
she could have said anyone. She could have used any number of descriptors for Masao or for anyone. Do young people, do people from this part of Japan, right? She could have said anything. But then to question that, it's kind of like, I don't know, she she could have just said something like, maybe you're moving a little fast. Like, are you mm-hmm. sure? Like, this is what you want? How do you feel? Even to put it back in the form of like a better question. How yeah. do you feel about the pace of things, the speed of things? Is it is it moving in a way that you like? So yeah, so I'm with you, man. I'm liking her less and less, and she just falls off a cliff later on. But this is the start of it. This is her looking over the cliff right now. That's not great. So after the debriefings, Io and Maya talk a little bit. So things have been great, and Io says, listen, Yui is really cool. But he talks a little bit about his disgusting habits and if he just cuts that shit out, then I think maybe they can have something pretty cool. It seems like they're kind of digging each other. Well, we know he's into her. It seems like she could be into him, but yeah, he has to stop being disgusting like we talked about last episode. Yeah, with with those disgusting habits, I mean, if I was a woman and he was pursuing me in, in any capacity, those would be hard stops for me because that's disgusting. It's gross. So hopefully he cuts that out and uh, we'll see later on if he actually does. So after this, we get a pretty boring scene. Maya just goes to one of Risako's photo shoots, presumably in like an olive branch type way because of the, you know, the weird sort of drama that was brewing from the past few episodes. So later on, we do get a good scene with Enon, Mm -hmm. the lead singer of Guess Who and also Indigo. Which is never talked about, and I get, but I just I I love Indigo, so I have to say that. And Masao, so they meet up, right? They get some food and drinks, and and honest is he's pretty blunt towards Masao, which you'd expect because they've been friends for how long? I I think I think over a decade. And Enon says, "Hey, you know, you play this clown thing sometimes, and it's not the most flattering thing. But maybe in the interest of time, and considering how you have been in the past, maybe you should just confess to her." Maybe try to get the ball rolling a little more instead of just making like these little comments here and there. Like, actually be straightforward. You know, let her know how you feel. Yes. So that was the first part of his plan for Kacho. But then his second plan is what I want to go into a little bit. He says, push your persistent game that you've been, that you've had success in the past. Keep at mm-hmm. you know he he brought up how he used to quote unquote wear down the girl just by constantly asking them and asking them and to me it seemed like Enon was like you know why would you abandon your style or that style so you should just keep going with that and that is definitely something that differs in Japanese and American culture. And talking to some people here and things that I've seen, at first I I was completely stunned in terms of hearing stories about people who are married now. It's kind of like those stories that you hear about from our grandparents in the U.S., right? And they're, they're the stories, they're still romanticized, I think, by some people in the U.S., but when we talk about things like that, it was so long ago, you know, I asked your grandmother out five times and she said no. And then the sixth time, I'm like, I'm sorry, there weren't any other women in bumfuck Pennsylvania that 
you could have asked out. <laughs> so it's weird, but it, it, it seems like maybe that's, it's not completely frowned upon in 2019 here. Or 2018. Is it 2018? <laughs> 2019. Whatever. I have no concept of time. I'm above such trivial things. So we'll see. I, mean, I hope we don't see this side of him where like, he, he actually makes these strong advances over and over again. Yeah, but, I, I would not like that. I would no. uh, immediately pull my uh, my funds in the race for Kacha because I, in, in, still, in some retrospect, I'm still cheering for him you have to hit the eject button yeah yeah i i have i have my uh thumb on the red button just you know just in case as soon as shit hits the fan i'm pressing it you can never be too safe so after they have lunch and talk a little bit we see Maya and kaito having a, a nice ice skating date and it's fun it's just a kind of like a light scene when they're actually doing it so it's pretty cool there after that, they talk about their time almost being over, and Kaito says, listen, I, I want to go to America, right? I want to study, I want to skate more. And they talk about the, you know, the, the feasibility of long-distance relationships, and it doesn't seem like either of them are thrilled with the idea of doing that. But this does not stop them from getting real cozy later on, right? <laughs> they watch the movie, and they kiss, and it's, yeah, it's good, man. Yeah, it was everything that we, we always cheer for, right, in the show. People mm-hmm. getting together, finding the romance and stuff. Um, I'm not sure if this makes it official to them, because I know definitely in our culture, it doesn't mean much until you verbally say something, right? Right. <laughs> or you just kind of fall into things sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think we've discussed that too. You know, I don't know when the last time I asked someone to be my girlfriend was, but I guess uh, for the audience to make something official, <laughs> we would have to we would have to hear something. <laughs> but I want to pull it back real quick to their date. I've stated this in the past that I think Kaito has been hyper aware that he's on the show and. I got that vibe from when they were on the date and it just seemed like he wasn't himself because we've seen him on dates before and he was definitely very upbeat and engaging. But when they were ice skating and stuff, it just seemed like he was quiet and reserved and like when she was speaking too loud, which she, she was, he was just like, oh, your voice is so loud and... And uh, he wasn't really doing much, and he was just keeping quiet. And I, I just he, I can't shake the feeling that he is just a like hyper aware. That's a good point, man. Because the first time you brought it up, I hadn't really noticed it before. But yeah, when you really think about the way that he he has changed, I mean, I think when you have that coupled with he is not getting a lot of screen time recently. It's clear, you know, they're really trying to focus on the Masao and Risako thing right now. So when you take everything into consideration like that, it, it's maybe not leaving like a bad taste in your mouth as far as Kaito goes, but it certainly makes you question certain things. You know, why is he acting like that? What's what's going on behind the scenes, if anything? Or maybe, you know, he's just, like you said, like he's hyper aware now. You know, he's watching th- these episodes with himself and his interactions and... I don't know. Maybe he's kind of getting in his head a little bit concerning that. 
Yeah, I don't want to complain because he he's being himself, but I want to see that person that I was so excited to see initially when he first joined the house. This character who is just or this person, not character, but this person who is just this genuine ball of fun who is pursuing such a pure dream, you, you know, and that's why I first grew to like him. But that is going out the window or fading away because I can't help that he's being so cautious because he's on this show. And I guess I really can't, you know, josh him for that, but it's kind of a letdown. Or maybe this is the person that he's turning into. And maybe even if he didn't have a bunch of cameras in his face, maybe as he's getting older, he's just getting more naturally reserved or something. It's tough to say. Yeah. So we switch back over to the to the featured couple, and I use that term very loosely, Risako and Masao. So they're making some clam curry. And Masao just, this is where he he just really, he needs to take it down. This scene was where I really got fed up with him. Do you like to be babied? How about nicknames? Like, those questions just seemed really unnatural to me. Like, that's something that, like, you'll find out if you end up dating. But it just seems kind of weird and awkward to bring them up in the way that he did. Like, before there's any, you know, confirmed mutual interest there. And it just, uh, I don't know, man. It kind of grossed me out, to be honest with you. No, I'm on the same boat. Um, to me, it came off as an, an experience with love, like high schooler. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody who's pursuing this girl and they were like, just asking, oh, how do you like this? Would you want me to carry your books? And, and just trying to please them at every single turn or trying to inquire about what they like so they can mimic it. It was a little much. Right. Instead of just being himself, and if that's not his style, then maybe they don't mesh. And if that's important to one of them and not the other one, then it doesn't work out. But that that happens. I mean, you try to mold yourself into someone you're not, and eventually it's not going to work out. Yeah. it It's like going back to the conversation with Enon. It's not a game. It's not where you have to like customize your character to like be super effective against their type or whatever so you can so you can uh win them over or you can beat the dungeon or it's it's not that it's just re- it's this is real life and and it shouldn't be like that to, to for a guy to get the girl like a guy shouldn't have to change themselves in order i i think that's wrong to like gamify it agree but since you brought that up what is her type i don't know I think she's electric. Okay. <laughs> I actually, actually, I think poison. Really? Yeah. Because of what comes later. And I think Masao is... Or dark. Water. No, he's definitely fairy. <laughs> We're not going to go down this road. If any dragons come his way, he's going to be... He's going to fuck them up. <laughs> so that's pretty much it with this episode. There's a little bit at the end of... Him continuing to talk about how much he likes her, and we get it, bro. Like, we get it. That's it. 
Mm-hmm. So 44 is over. So 45, Kenta Maeda <laughs> of the LA Dodgers is a guest <laughs> panelist. I meant to ask you about that. Yo, I thought I had like... <laughs> Why is he on the show? He's a total nerd about yeah. it. Yeah, we don't like to talk about the couch that much, but this scene, we have to talk about this just a little bit. Man, that was so cool to see him. So you definitely knew. I, well, yeah, you're a baseball nerd, so you definitely knew yeah. him. Yeah, so you definitely knew him. Is he a good player? As is the case with some players who come over from Japan, they don't have the same level of success. He's a really, really solid pitcher. Is he better than my uh, man crush? Yeah. He's better than you, Darvish. Yeah, he is. Maeda, yeah, I mean, he's having a, a, a really solid year this year. He's, uh, let's see, pull up his stats real quick, 7-5, and five, 3.76 ERA. So, yeah, that's solid. <laughs> okay. Well, the best part about it, though, is that apparently, so he's on the Dodgers? Yes. Apparently, he got some of the other players into watching Terrace House. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Because he... he um, he would watch it on his iPad in, in the locker room, and people would be like, what are you watching? And he'd be like, oh, it's Terrace House. And then they would get into it. Isn't that crazy? I wonder, and this is just like a long shot, so sometimes with different sports, they have like different theme nights. And I wonder if maybe, because he also mentioned not only the players, but like some of the executives mm-hmm. watch the show. I wonder if they'd ever do like a Terrace House theme night. If they do, we're going... We're going to L.A. Yeah, I mean, that, that'd be so cool. And we'd be the commentators. Doing like the play-by-play for the game. Yeah, I would suck. <laughs> so, okay, now the actual episode, going back to what we are supposed to be doing here, talking about the actual content. <laughs> so the actual episode starts with Kaito and Ayo talking a little bit. So Kaito says that he kissed Maya. So that was nice. I mean, Io says, oh, is this official now? And Kaito's like, no, it doesn't really mean anything. And this goes back to what you were saying, right? Yeah. Like in the U.S., that's maybe more of what we'd expect, right? You know, you kiss someone, it doesn't mean anything about future relationship until you actually have that discussion. And you can comfortably do those things outside of a relationship. Yeah. All right. So it's all good. So you see Yui and Io go to a nice bar. You know, they... they are really kind of mixing it up here. You know, they're going out, you know, they they both kind of dress up a little bit. So Io confesses. Um Yui doesn't seem to take it as like a like a full confession necessarily, but I think the message is loud and clear. Yeah. I, I it's just Yui being Yui. Annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I I got nothing else to add. I didn't know or confirm the feeling until like around these like these episodes. I don't like many people in this house. I don't either. It's crazy because I I think this is probably the most entertaining of the season of opening new doors, especially with with Kacho coming on and everything. But past that, I don't really care for these characters. Or house guests, housemates, whatever you want to say. I think maybe considering things that have happened, sometimes we can call them characters. Sometimes (laughs) they are kind of playing it up, right? Yeah. With certain things. Yeah, you're right. After their date, they 
go back and Yui and Maya talk a little bit, but they didn't talk about anything interesting. So moving along, nothing to see here, folks. We get Masao, who is recording with Dada Ray. Do you think he's ever pursued the female members of of his bands? I feel like that's always a recipe for disaster. Um, so yes, I do think he has. <laughs> Maybe in like a lazy way, you know? Like, oh, you're tired? Yeah, let's go get drinks after, you know? And then they're like, no. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool. And it's just not in his like supposedly normal chaser style, right? Chaser style. That's his nickname, right? Yeah. The chaser, which oh, is God. gross. It is gross. So after recording, he's talking to his band and Anon, who is the producer for Dada Ray, and says, you know, I get nervous around her, but I found romance. And I told her that I found romance. And they're just kind of talking about it a little bit. Uh, I don't know. It seems like they're they're generally supportive. You know, the keyboardist says that she wants to meet her and Anon is talking a little bit. So... But honestly, it's more of the same. He's just talking about how much he likes her. And uh, it's kind of grating on me a little bit right now, if I'm being honest. I don't blame you. Are we even fans of Terrace House? (laughs) You know what? I was actually thinking about that because when you said, like, you didn't like the current makeup of the house, I thought about it. And honestly, man, especially for this episode, there were times where I was just like, no, I actually don't give a single fuck about what's happening right now. But it's like, if you love something, you can be critical of it. And you should be critical of it. Because we have seen the best of Terrace House. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. this is among the worst. So we Leave take the Jim good and the bad. to bring us back down to our uh, Terrace House land. No, we have to, man. You know? No, I, I, it just, sometimes when, when you get on a roll, or we get on a roll... When I was when I said you, I just meant like me also. Uh, the collective you. Yes, exactly. Kind of shitting on the house or the members or whatever. It's, you have to stop and be like, wait, why am I watching this show or why? But yeah, no, you're right. I do love this show. I, yeah. just, I, I stand by that. Yep. If anything, it's this solidified it. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. Because it gives us more weird shit to talk about. <laughs> yeah. So it starts right now. So he gets back, and then uh, we see the women talking, and this just, I, I, I just wrote in my notes, WTF. Do you want to just group up this, like, the last half of this episode into 46? So yeah, I mean, just we kind of have to. If you want to just thing. do a quick, quick sum of what happened, and then we can just we can just go at it. Yeah, I think that's actually. I, I think you a did a really good idea. job with the recap, and I think we have still a lot of time left in our show. Yeah. And yeah, why don't we just get yeah. into it? Excellent. Yeah, so some of the other things just kind of worth noting for 45. Io and Yui kind of have a funny thing. Um, oh, yeah. Io kind of like touches her, and she just says, like, like very, very quickly, like, please don't touch me, you know? And I kind of got like a flirty type vibe from that. That was, you know. But again, you know, we talked about it before. It's like uh, the expectation that like men will be more more persistent. And it's a please don't touch me is, you know, because she actually wants him to touch her. And I don't know, you know, the dynamics are kind of interesting sometimes. Uh, Kaito is also talking with like one of his mentors later on. And he says, uh, you know, he's like he wants to be known for skateboarding. 
You know, they talk about the Olympics a little bit. And yeah, I mean, he seems quite ambitious. He's mentioned before he wants to go to America. And yeah, hopefully he can achieve what he wants to do. This is the Kaito that I want to see. The pure-hearted, going for his goal, that Kaito. That's the Kaito that I want. I mean, it lasts for all of, what, 40 seconds, maybe? Yeah, that's true. This scene, but it, it is what it is. Okay, so that was pretty much it. So now let's just get right into the whole weird drama, because, yeah, this slides very nicely into 46. So, seemingly out of nowhere, Maya says, you know, I think we, I think Risako's kind of fake. I don't know. I kind of get the vibe that she's fake a little bit. And I'll be honest with you, man. I hope you can shed some light on this. This seemed kind of unprompted. And I don't understand why this was said. Are you alluding that it was the producers? Or are you just, you're just wondering where the hell it came from? I'm not taking the producer angle off the table, as I never do, because I'm always kind of skeptical with things like this. You have to be with this show, because I, I feel if it, in order to stay tethered to the ground... I, I think you, you need to be skeptical because yeah. the show is a reality show and it is probably the most genuine out there, uh, but still reality TV. There are still producers there. This, the cameras are not there 24-7 and pr- we have solid evidence <laughs> of tam- like producer tampering. Yeah. So. so where did this come from? I think that this actually was a thought that has been eating at at Maya, especially since the the sparks have been starting to fly with uh, on from the girls' room. So yeah. I think it it may have been timed before the cameras to be there, but I still think this is genuinely Maya's random outbursts you can't put it past her to just burst out into these accusations she's that type of person it did seem like it was brewing a little bit because some of the things that she says when they all eventually do get together to talk about it some of it is just a rehash of things that they have talked about before if risako comes in and she walks right past maya or yui and doesn't say hi they've kind of talked about this already and you kind of got the sense that it wasn't fully resolved but now we know because it's still like you said it's still eating at Maya and Yui doesn't really seem to have a very active part in this initially but she quickly becomes like front and center and (laughs) I just oh man I don't get a lot of it like, a, a, a lot of the problems that they're having, like, a lot of it is just, okay, the, these two are talking about the third person. Okay, now the other two are talking about the other third person. There's just so much bullshit. And that's what it is. It's complete bullshit. If I may. Uh, yes, of course. I really feel that all of this is stuff that was happening behind the scenes, behind, like, off camera. And... It just got to be too much that was happening off camera. And in order to bring it into the light, it just came like, like, you know, when you receive a package and you think it's going to be like a finished product or whatever, but like in the mail, it just got jumbled around too much and it just comes out in a million pieces. I feel like that's what happened. 
Yeah. When they brought everything to light, that everything that was happening with, uh, Jesus Christ, uh, Io and Risako having the conversation early on about holding hands, uh, the socks thing. Why was the socks thing so big? Uh, you and the biggest one of them all, Yui and Io, and um, Yui still trying to play the innocent front, and the, oh my God. It just all of that happened off camera, and it was everything tr- trying to be pushed onto the show, uh, just haphazardly, and, and yeah. there was no other way to do it because there was just too much. Yeah, so I think maybe the best way to talk about this is Masao and Kaito are sort of out. So maybe if we just do like a quick talking about each yeah, sure. of the other four and like their things. All right. So I think, you know, we already kind of talked about Maya. She just, she, she, she has, it's not even like not a filter. It's just like, there's just like this direct path from like the reptilian part of her brain, just like right out of her mouth. Like there's no like logic or anything that is there to contextualize any of those like baser thoughts that she has. Yeah. And that's just weird. So yeah, so it yeah, she just says all this stuff, and it you know it's the catalyst of, of a lot of things. It, yeah, and and because of that, and I guess just her personality not meshing well with Yui and Isako, it just created a chasm between uh, her and the other two girls. Yeah. So we have that. We have Isako now. Here's the thing, and I think we're probably going to be on different pages with this. I don't really think she's much to blame here. Risako? Yeah. I hmm. I I think she has a little bit of the blame, but not 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 as much as it it is perceived. So, what are your gripes with her? So, it's not really gripes, it's just I'm just trying to explain why this whole thing became what it is. I, I think that Risako doing the, the whole planning thing with Io in the beginning, um, that was the start of it because that happened early on. And then her with the socks that caused way too much trouble than it needed to be like the souvenir giving. So, but past that, n- nothing at all. When we learn about <laughs> that whole uh, conversation with the hand with the holding hands thing with Io, I I like how she confronted Io. I don't I don't like how she did it. I think that she would have just she should have just brought it up straight there. Like I don't think she should have just done it one on one with Io. I think she should have just retorted right then and there rather than just letting it build. And like maybe she was sorting out her feelings. That that's acceptable, but it would have been ideal to just kind of. Uh, nip it in the bud for me as far as the hand-holding thing goes a lot of things got lost in the you know the like the grapevine of whisper told yui yeah so it happened with risako and io so io told yui and i think it's just it comes down to maybe who you believe or maybe whose story makes the most sense so the way that i looked at the hand-holding thing it seemed like it was flirting between between Risako and Io 
Because the way that Ayo made it seem, he was like, oh, she was trying to get me to, like, plan to hold hands. But Risako was like, no, I said, oh, don't hold my hand. But I was joking. So it seemed to me like she was displaying some of that behavior that we have been talking about this episode. Where it's like, oh, no, don't do that. But, like, I like I actually kind of want you to. Like, I'm kidding if I say, oh, no, I don't want to, like, sit next to you. I don't want to put my head on your shoulder. But then, like, we see it. We see it happening. So that's a sense that I got from that, where she's like, oh, no, don't hold my hand, haha. But then she said, like, again, she was kidding. So I think she wanted him to. So it didn't seem like as much of, like, a, oh, let's let's scheme so, so that we can look good or, like, we can have some screen time or I can look good. or Like, I just didn't get that sense. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. And so it, it it was weird. I mean, I don't know if, like, maybe from Yui, if, like, a little bit was some jealousy because Ayo was into Risako. Not first, because it seemed like he was into both of them, but maybe, you know, he tried to pursue... Risako first and I thought there was some jealousy from Yui to say like oh it sounds like you're just scheming because I but I don't know but it so Risako and yeah the socks thing was incredibly dumb um I think Ayo kind of screwed that one up too I don't like him anymore you can say that you trust someone but that doesn't mean that you don't trust anyone else like if I say to you Felix I trust you right and then if one of our other friends says, you know, I heard that, like, you trusted Felix and I was just, you know, I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> I didn't say anything about you, right? Like, yeah. that's between us. And so that's a sense that I got from Risako. So that's why, for me, like, she's not at fault here. I think there was a lot of, like, weird jealousy, like, mishearing things. I don't know. That's That's my take. Okay, when I said that, like, the fault... I just think that a lot of things could have been cleared from the start or shouldn't have been able to be misconstrued this much. I think that if Risako just said, here are the socks, that's it. Don't tell them I got you these socks. Don't tell Maya because you know how Maya gets. Like, don't do that. That just creates unsolicited like animosity and it just causes all these problems you know so that's why i'm saying that like she's not without fault she still has some you know she still has a couple pieces to this you know broken puzzle that we are trying to decipher now and with the hand holding thing i i I agree with you now like how you put it i i really think that is uh that is probably what it was and it was just like flirting turned scheme um, by being uh, misinterpreted. And yeah, Risako to me is not totally in the clear. She's not like the victim of all this. She was the victim though when it was the 3v1 in the bedroom. I thought that was totally unfair. And the and the, the leader of that was Maya. And I did not like at all how she handled this situation. She was going hard in the paint on Risako again in a 3v1 situation and just attacking her not letting her speak because that's just who she is because she's just a stream of thoughts and yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and 
it was just so uncalled for. And that's not how you have a conversation. That's not how you resolve things. You don't just go on accusing and just like be like blah 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 like Gatling gun assault with without letting them try to retort. And I just didn't like that. Especially that's the thing. Like if we've had issues before, and I don't, I, I don't. I, I'm not sure if particularly on OND, but maybe in the um, Boys and Girls in the City. But people are cautious when it's like, hey, maybe we shouldn't do, you know, all of us talking to the one person because it'll seem like an attack or an assault. Mm-hmm. But that was thrown to the curb and it was just all, you know, all lasers on Ryusako. And I just thought that was like totally unfair and uncalled for and not how you resolve a, a situation. Very well said there, Felix. Um, and then before we just get into Io and Yui, because that <laughs> is uh, another thing too. Yeah. Maya ends her assault with saying that she just can't help but think that Risako wants to look good on Terrace House. Oh yeah, what a f- shitty thing to say. And I thought... Everyone wants to look good on Terra's house. I don't care why you're there. If you're trying to promote your brand, if you're trying to be a model, model in big air quotes, if you're trying to figure out your passion, you want to look good. Yeah. No one goes on the show and says, you know what? I want to be real shitty. I want people to think I'm a real shitbag. No one says that. So she's on there acting like she's not there to do her own thing. If, even if she doesn't have a, a reason to be, I which I totally fucking forgot her reason to, for coming on Tara's house, which I mean, I take pretty seriously. Like when people pursue uh, their initial um, goals to, for being on Tara's house, because it's a, it's a way to outline and to hold uh, a member of the house to a, like a certain standard like their own standard right yeah so you know even if she doesn't have her own standards like why are you like why are you targeting this one person because yeah so what if they're trying to promote their brand yeah of course they are i feel like uh i just have like steam just coming off my head like like a like an overloaded like computer like in a cartoon it's painful to see so Io again. He he's he's just a clown. He my biggest thing with him in these episodes is that he just talks too much. Like there's some shit between him and Risako because they were interested in each other. Just keep it to yourself, man. Like I just I don't understand why he, he felt like he 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 needed to tell Yui about really anything. So you mean talking too much, like? Uh, just in general, not just, just like being like, a big mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like what is the reason to tell Yui like, oh well, when Risako and I were first getting to know each other, she wanted to. She we were kidding about holding hands, and she wanted to set this thing. Sh- shut up, shut up. Like keep, it, keep it, it to yourself. Shut up. Yes, yeah, just plain and simple. And I mean, if he had done that, I, I, I think he he's probably like the true origin of this. Because he just kept his damn mouth shut, you know. It wouldn't have gotten to this level, at least with this certain issue. I mean, this wouldn't even be an issue. So there's that. And Yui, oh, I saved her for last because we're back to square one with her. Yeah, you would think that I thought that Maya was the worst. 
no, no, there was there's a definite MVL for this episode. Remember when she said, "Oh, I saw myself on Terrace House, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't want to be friend." And then she was like, "You know what? Change my mind again. I'm going back to the old me." She sucks. We here at Taurus House, we were really banking on the Yui redemption arc because it showed promise. It really did, but oh wow! It, it it like shit hit the fan on this one. Mm-hmm. Like talk like uh, we thought that the Tanishima and Rico from Boys and Girls in the City. We thought that was bad. Oh no! Uh, this whole debacle, Jim. Do you want to just give a quick, quick, like you know, recap of? What yeah, happened? sure. So this first comes up because. Yui and Masao go to play table tennis, right? So they're playing mm-hmm. a little bit and they're talking. Okay, how's Risako? How's Io? And Masao just very bluntly asks how far they've gone, which I thought was a little weird, but you know, he's curious and he's like a weird old pervert, so not not <laughs> too surprising. So Yui is like, oh well, we. I think she mentioned, you know, she laid her head on. His shoulder, which I, I think Miss South said that he saw, and he's like, oh, you know, that seems pretty cool, I guess. And then they were talking about their feelings about doing different things, either like in a relationship or not in a relationship. And Yui was saying, you know, that she thinks kissing should be only done in a relationship and even maybe holding hands, you know, things that, you know, we probably wouldn't really give too much thought to. Um, so I think, okay, you know, that's that, that's how she is. But then later on, uh, Ayo, again, with his big fucking mouth, for some reason tells Risako, like, yeah, so we went to my parents' house, and let's let's say things happen. And she's like, oh, so she graduated. And I was like, yeah, you, you could say that. Like some college frat bro bragging about, like, a conquest. Uh, hold on, I have to stop you there. I don't think it was him bragging. I just think, I really think that it was... He knew that he was wrong for what he did. Um, For the apology, which we didn't really touch on. Like, apparently when Ayo um, came in to apologize to all the girls, and he said, hey, you know, I'm sorry that it ended up being like this, and, like, I should have said something that it was originally... Like, it was... We were scheming behind cameras or whatever, and then we find out later that um, Risako said, like, no, it wasn't, like... it was. Why did it seem like you were just on that... And, like, their side? You were part of it also. And and she said, like, oh, that's not very manly of you, or, like, some something in that retrospect. It's, like, as a man, you shouldn't have done that, which is its own thing. Um, but yeah, she I, said like as a person and as a man. Yeah, so I, I guess to hit him as hard as possible, uh, and I think that him just feeling guilty, uh, he fe- he felt like he needed to fess up. I guess so. Yeah, because I I really don't. How do you expect him to just go on bragging after something like that? Like just be like, yeah, so this happened. I think it was just him. Like, hey, so something else happened off screen. All right. I I know that you don't like him. I I still kind of like Io. I, he has like some like glimmer of hope, but I really don't think that he would be the type of person to be like the frat bro kind of bragging about it. I don't even hate him. I just he needs to just keep his mouth shut. 
that's what I think. Cause you can also say, you know, Hey, I'm sorry that, you know, we were ganging up on you. I should have done it in a different way without like letting Risako know about like what's going on, like with him and Yui. I mean, that's, that's, that's no one else's business. And like, I feel like at the end of every season, something like this happens. And I feel like you could just like play our old episodes. This is what it kind of comes down to for me with this show. Sometimes it's like, yes, there are cameras and yes, people try to foster this sense of openness, but people should still be able to have their private lives. And this to me, it's as private as you want it to be. But I think if the other person is like not there, especially don't talk about that kind of stuff. Like keep it close to the chest, man. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that he wanted to break the illusion of of what was going on because I think I maybe more specifically Yui's image of like her trying to go back to being the innocent uh, girl. I, I feel like is her char- like her character, mm-hmm. um, like the quiet, shy, innocent girl. Um, and maybe he wanted to break that because as we find out later, she tries to keep it that way. She doesn't say, uh, cause I think Risako does like some like Nancy Drew type level in like, <laughs> like interrogation. Um, when she, she immediately, immediately like makes a beeline to the girl's room and wakes up Yui. That's a big thing on this show. Waking people up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hate that. I hate being woken up like yeah, that. I know you do. Jesus. Um, what's the matter, Jim? You were going to get up anyway. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's inevitable. It's inevitable. Um, so, Risako wakes up Yui and says, uh, so, yeah, what happened between you and Nayo on your date or whatever, right? How far have you gone? Or yeah, something how far? Like that. I think yeah, specifically. And she goes like, "Oh, it's kissing, right?" She just says, "Oh, we kissed." I think she says that. Yeah, just kissing, and like, and she's like, "Oh, that's it," and she's like, "Yeah," and Risa was like, "I just told me everything," and then she goes, "She, her mind is like, she had no idea what to do." <laughs> she yeah, was just like, uh, yeah. I mean, there's that too. and oh man it might not have been on purpose but it was so good because when you first wake up i mean you're 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 totally disarmed right you might yeah that's the true serum like maybe that's like that's why she like that's probably why she did it it wasn't because like she was like so like uh impatient she she knew that like oh i can hit her with these questions and she can't lie Mm mm-hmm or, no, she did try to lie, but she would definitely have to fess up to it after she was confronted. Right. I mean, you wear her down enough, you know, which she did, because then she, yeah, she just caught, like, a deer in headlights, man. She had no idea what to say or do. I mean, I don't, there's there's not really much that we can talk about this, like, because I, I, I agree with you, like, pe- uh, these people, even though they're on a reality show, they should have their, they should be able to have their personal lives, but... Uh, but it, there's a part of me that says, like, there, then you shouldn't really try to keep up the illusion of whatever, like, character that you have going for you. Yeah. It feels dishonest. 
I wish I knew how common this was in other reality shows because this happens a lot toward the end of the season. You know, if it's like some drama, it's like, okay, we got to go out with a bang. But there's an interesting sort of line that you have to toe. You know, you are in the public eye. So how much of your life can you expect to, you know, to keep under wraps? And it's, it just makes for some confusing situations and really messy situations like this one. Yeah, this is definitely the domino effect. Because I feel like if all the previous things didn't happen and this happened off camera, then I'm pretty sure all of them probably would have agreed to keeping the illusion up yeah, and being a part of the illusion. But because everybody's fed up with everybody, or these four people are fed up with each other, there's like, uh, nope, if I'm going down, I have to take this other person down with me. And it's just this ugly, ugly mess. I don't know, man. I mean, these final three are going to be something else. I mean, I think that this is like, this is the end of this. This is just how, like, it, I feel it's over. I feel, it, and it's just like, this is how it is on the show. Like it or not, that's how, that happened. And just yeah. carry on. You got three episodes left. They're not going to try to bring up other stuff. Or like, I, I think that it's just like, they're going to handle it how they're going to handle it. And that's that. Yeah. There's no more like trying to talk things over, smooth things over. Yeah, they might end and, you know, not have great feelings towards each other, but it happens. You want to quick, if you want to quickly mention, like, at the end of the episode, Risako's pretty messed up about this, right? And when, and then, like, or did, did she already catch up, uh, Kacho with everything? So, yeah, so this was, yeah, I was just, just going to mention that real quick and then, uh, and then that's pretty much it. But yeah, this is about halfway through this episode and Masao comes back from, recording and you know he comes in and Risako is also she has a mask on so you know she it looks like she's not feeling well and he just comes in and oh hey what's up uh let's go glass blowing let's go you know get lunch he just says you know he's 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 going all out here so they do go out to lunch because she's not up for glass blowing or at least right now and yeah so he or she catches him up on everything and she says, you know, I don't really get into fights with my friends and like everyone else is so young and the dynamic is something that I'm not quite used to. And Masada says, oh, it's, it's, it's tough. Don't, don't worry about it. I'm sure it's going to blow over. Kind of feeling like he really wasn't listening to her problems and he was just focused on being out with her as opposed to like trying to actually be there for her. No, I, I, I don't agree with that. Ooh, Felix. You, you're <laughs> I mean, blinded by the bass. <laughs> the smooth bass lines. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, the way that I perceived it uh, was that he was listening, mm-hmm. um, but he didn't know how to process it because it's a lot of information. I, I, he just didn't know how to process it and spin it to where saying, that everything's going to be okay. You were in the right. And like, he wanted to just comfort just her. And I mm. feel like he didn't know how to do it. I think it was, it's a lot to process. And without just saying the same thing over and over again, mm-hmm. um, he wanted to, he wanted to find the thing that would make her feel better. I genuinely think that, but he couldn't. So that's why it may have seemed like he wasn't listening or not saying, or saying very generic things. Um, but 
Yeah, that that's how I took it. All right. Well, if anything, this sets up the final three to be uh, to be something. Yeah. So we shall see. Yeah. Man, I am tuckered out after that. That was a good combo. I'm going back to bed after this. Are you? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Well, to give us both a lullaby. <laughs> yes. To, to go to sleep to. Uh, and everyone else listening. Yes. Please, or like, all right, see you guys because I know you guys are not going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, please visit welcome to tourshouse.com. It is now working, Jim. Yes. After how many episodes have I said? Uh, Too many. Yeah, yeah. It's now officially working. I got the server with the help of the lovely support team at Simplecast. Um, so, welcome to tourshouse.com. There you can find our Twitter facebook um and all our like social media stuff on there and which is at taurus house pod um there you can tweet at us uh, like we said we will answer questions in the intro if you have any for us uh and um please spread the word about our pod uh, uh our show <laughs> i don't you don't have to cut that out <laughs> uh our show um we, word of mouth is probably one of the best ways that we can get our show out there we don't have any other real way of promoting our show uh but besides that reviewing us on apple podcasts um we are also reading those at the top of the show and um that definitely helps with exposure terrace house is getting bigger and bigger and bigger like and this new season's coming i'm excited for it and i know jim is too yes Um, and we will definitely be covering that so um once we catch up once we finish this we're gonna take a break hit that up and um i feel like our show is a really good medium to get uh people into shows especially with those little clips that i've been sharing too so um good work my friend yes so and uh, yeah i'll just cut it there because i'm tired all right good stuff uh, man take us home i will take us to bed (laughs) take take us both to bed even though it's like, hey, it's my day off, all right? It's your day off. Lay off. <laughs> I'm not on you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just self-conscious about going back to bed at noon. Uh, oops. All right. Well, folks, you've just listened to episode 36 of Tourist House, where we covered episodes 44, 45, and 46 of Terrace House, Opening New Doors. Please join us next time for our season recap finale. May do one more after that. We're going to talk about it and see what's going on. But as far as the recap and instant analysis and discussion, that'll be episode 37. We got episodes 47, 48, and 49 coming at you next time. So, folks, as always, thank you so much for listening. This is Jim. This is Felix. Take care, everyone. Peace. Peace.